stupid. I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello, and welcome to the cast next door, where we love your mother's cookies. Uh, I am your host, Sammy C, and I am having a extra special bonus episode with Miss Corin McLean. Hello. Hello. I'm super excited to talk uh, to you about this movie. Me, I am excited to talk to you. I've, I've had lots of wonderful interactions with you on the internet, and so it's wonderful to actually get to have a real conversation about this insane and stupid movie. <laughs> yes. I love, I love... My favorite thing about the uh, talking cast slash cast next door project is uh, is that it brings internet friends together. I've met so many people I wouldn't otherwise. So, um, uh, Corin was the guest host for minutes fifty three through fifty six. As you know, if you listen to Megan's ep- bonus episode, uh, which was last week. I haven't seen The Boy Next Door yet. (laughs) One beyond the one minute where I was a guest. And so um, we are so professional here at the cast next door. We only have subject matter experts on. Um, But I do I do have the gist of it. And I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it anyway. (laughs) So, uh. Corin, did you have anything that you were not able to get off of your chest during your minutes? Oh, gosh, I definitely took advantage of the fact that I have loud opinions about (laughs) things, also regardless of of my actual experience (laughs) with them. Um, Let's see, I'm looking at my notes, because I, of course, have so many freaking notes about this. And So I I was with Jody and and Andrew, who are wonderful, and we wound up talking about just these crazy fucking minutes. Um, (laughs) Like, it starts literally, like, five five seconds in is J-Lo giving Noah a knee to the groin, and then... (laughs) That through the blowjob scene, through the crazy <laughs> manic cleanup of the classroom, and it, like yeah. these are crazy. Like this movie is crazy pants bonkers, <laughs> and like most of my notes are on like, wow, this movie has such a virgin horror complex. Like, yeah. no, really, no, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> that really strikes me about about this movie, and in listening to the podcast and. Um, and the experience that I do have with it is that the sex is such is seen as such a a scandalous thing. Like I know, she like... has consensual sex with a dude she might not want to have a relationship with. Like yeah, no. The uh, the other thing that this, I actually and I said this during my minutes is that like. I've been referring to this movie like mentally as slut shame the movie. 
(laughs) This movie hates women and particularly hates women who are enthusiastic about sex. Like, that is apparently where all of the evil from the universe stems from. (laughs) So, it's like, as a MILF, I have issues with this. Yes, we we would like more movies to be pro milf. Yes, <laughs> and fewer movies to be. Uh, if you are a milf, you will get an attempted murder. Yeah, like <laughs> like your best friend's gonna wind up like folded in half in a in a. I forget exactly how she winds up dead, but she winds up very very dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, no. This is a total. You can you can spoil whatever you want. We're here to talk about the whole movie. It's one of those weird movies. Like it is so sure that that it is feminist, um, and <laughs> it is so not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of feminist media. Uh, is <laughs> best <laughs> is that it's uh it. When it believes it's feminist, but it has like the total wrong message, or yeah. you know, just it's completely off base. So you had the infamous classroom cleanup scene. Um, which... I I'm just said Yakety Sacks was not Go on ahead. the background for that. Like it's the same <laughs> joke that I made in in my minutes, but it. Um, Megan talked a lot about that scene as well, and um, the question that we were coming up with was like. Or at least that I had as a non-viewer that knew that there are pictures of Claire having sex with Noah is like a major plot point that he took pictures and took video of them having sex and he's using that to blackmail her. The other thing that I also know about this movie is that he is all of this crazy pants, nonsense, violence behavior stems from his being upset that she doesn't want to be in a relationship with him and so was there like living room couch hookup premeditated that he stage it with lighting oh yeah no that's like the huge the huge thing is like okay how did she not notice these cameras like (laughs) me i go into someone's house and it's like the angles on these photos are like it's art it's artsy it's tasteful like you would think that someone had done this very very intentionally like It's like I'm there seem to be among the various people who are on the podcast, like two schools of thought, like the people who are sure that this is super duper premeditated and he's like this criminal mastermind. And the people who are like, no, he's just like the the arch opportunist. Um, I tend to think he he is of the mastermind, like, or at least the movie wants us to think he's the mastermind. He's the mastermind. (laughs) because <laughs> we all know anyone who's ever interacted with a 19 year old boy knows that that's where you you look for your romantic masterminds <laughs> no masterminds there yeah if he was interested in a relationship with her would he be you know maybe planning a scrapbook of the first sexual <laughs> encounter and here's where I ate your pussy and here's where I groped your tits like yeah <laughs> he like rolls up into a creative memories like class at Hobby <laughs> oh my Lobby God, that'd be amazing <laughs> and it has to be at Hobby Lobby <laughs> yeah it was such a crazy movie and I actually would totally He's like he's super crafty with the things. Like I I don't know how to make lovely little streamers go across the room with with right. photos like that. Like you know, if if Noah were wanted to, you know, apply himself to a more 
a different creative pursuit, he could probably make something really great. Like, I mean, it seems like he'd be a hell of a porn director. <laughs> like, like if, he <laughs> can get, if he can get those angles, like, off of, like, tiny little, like, rigged up webcams, and, like, like he's got a real flair for it. <laughs> It could be very, very lucrative. It's too bad an engine fell on him. Um, <laughs> so we're getting a little bit more into like thoughts on the movie as a whole. So what do you think of The Boy Next Door? Tell me what you f- how you feel. I, I want to know. I feel like I could watch this movie in two very different ways. One of them is very much like this is a completely... It's such pulp sugar fluff cotton candy like you can watch like this is a movie you watch when you're sick like Mm -hmm. you can turn your brain off and it moves fast enough that it's moderately entertaining um but there is a huge part of me that like has to do the the like no i need to to pull this apart completely and (laughs) totally psychoanalyze it and get all freudian up in this business um and like so there's part of me that kind of can't turn off the Jesus Christ this is such an anti-feminist movie (laughs) right (laughs) so part of me finds this movie very entertaining and relaxing and part of me finds it incredibly frustrating and stressful because it's so anti-feminist and so like it it obviously could be far far more anti-feminist like she could wind up chopped up into little bits and it could just all be torture porn like but it's trying to be something that it really isn't and I like and you can sort of see around the edges like oh wow this could have been something that was about sexual empowerment for women and Mm -hmm. just so isn't (laughs) yeah so part of me part of me like if I'm not ill enough to to be watching this sort of thing for flop like part of me is like made sad by that (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna think too much about it (laughs) i I am a champion overthinker so yes this movie definitely twigs into that yeah i know i was the one bringing up different backstories for duffy all throughout a talking cast so (laughs) (laughs) i think i I want to know christian chenoweth's character's backstory in this like I actually think that everybody else has talked about like what a horrible best friend Christian Chenoweth is. I mm-hmm. her reaction to there's a guy blackmailing me with pictures of of me when we were having sex and he's 19 and so it makes me look really bad. Like my reaction to hearing that would be basically what her reaction was, which is, let's get this son of a bitch. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, I think she's a perfectly acceptable best friend. Like, I want her to be my best friend to come and kick the ass of of someone who, like, for all she winds up dead, winds up dead, she never pulls a punch on on Noah. She's never, like, acting actually scared of him. Right. (laughs) She's ride or die, and you want a ride or die uh, friend with you you know exactly it's like oh you're getting stalked by a crazy hunky 19 year old let's kill him yeah like let's like let's get everything that he's got on you so he doesn't have it anymore and let's make it so that everything goes wrong for him right that is my response to when my friends are in trouble like and i think it's the response that people should have one thing that i saw a lot was when it came out critics critics were obviously like panning it because they thought it was a bad movie but a lot of critics brought up yes this is a bad movie but it's a movie made for women and shouldn't we all celebrate that and 
if, you know, if this is the movie made for women, that makes me even sadder. <laughs> because, like, I think they were talking about, like, there was a lot made of, like, the love scene having, like, oral sex in it that was performed on Claire's character and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I feel like we're past, like, getting really happy with a mainstream movie that includes somebody eating pussy in it. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you get, you get zero gold stars for this. Like, this movie definitively does not pass the Bechdel test. Like, like, although I guess it depends on if, I guess they did have a, there was a conversation between J-Lo's character and Christian Chenoweth's character about the Iliad. But that also included two other, like, several male characters as well. And, like, it's all subtext, so you could, you could make arguments. But, like, right. This movie, what this movie does is it shows what a, what a poor proxy the Bechdel test is. Like, like, the (laughs) Bechdel test is deliberately set up to set a low bar. Right. So, I think I think a lot was made about the fact that people perceive this as an erotic thriller marketed to women, which sure, yeah, that would be great if there were more like woman-focused like thrillers, if not everything that was like pushed to the female audience, which I'm already weird about things being pushed to the female audience, but just hang with me. Because it, it's, it's sort of already, like, once you start saying, like, oh, we're marketing this to women, like, yeah. okay, because women are sort of, are not 50% of the fucking species. <laughs> right. Like, and, right. like, no, no, it's not actually that this is the exception to the rule. Biologically, it's actually the default. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's like it's like this has a female main character, and so it's a movie for women. Um, but and but just hang with me for a sec with All that right. assumption. And you know, it would be great if I could go to the theater and see like you know a woman produced, you know, starring a woman, written by women, uh, horror movie. Or that would be film. amazing. I would or love to something see movies like that. Other than a romantic comedy. And so I like I understand like why critics mention being excited about that, but I am just so sad that this is the movie that they Yeah that Yeah that that, that, that came out of that. One hundred percent with you. This is this movie is trying so hard to fill what is a massive gap. And Mm -hmm. I think if there maybe wasn't that massive gap in, like, the American sort of cultural context of, like, okay, Mm -hmm. do we have movies that are horror movies for, by, of women? um, Right. That this would be sort of much more sort of just sort of fluff and standalone wrote and whatever. But because it is so exceptional in that way, the ways in which it fails to be really effectively feminist are that more jarring for me. (laughs) That much more jarring for me. In some ways, this this movie has the same feel for me as like, those stories on like Ricky Lake about like lipstick parties or, or something like this, like right. <laughs> it's 
it's the sort of thing that like nothing like this would ever actually happen. And so like the whole right. thrill aspect of it is not actually scary. Like mm-hmm. the one scene in this movie that I actually find compellingly scary is actually the first minute of this, the ones that I watched, which is like, mm-hmm. I totally buy Nona's character as like creepy rapist, like pushing himself on you, dude. Like that was actually sure. a well shot, like actually scary sort of, sort of thing as a woman for me to watch. But then it is immediately just sort of like canceled out by JLo's, re- like the way that JLo's directed in her reaction to it and the script right. after that. It's just like, no. And then, like this thing that is actually realistic and scary is totally cancelled out. If you sleep with an, a younger man and you're an older woman, everything's going to be bad and ruined forever. <laughs> right. I want that to be this like super scary thing and like, like oh my god, young men are going to like victimize you in this way. <laughs> and like, it's as scary as the lipstick party sort of thing that like, because it's as mythical. Like, it's not right. something that actually happens. And I think that's a big part of that is is part of why the whole erotic thriller genre is a is a hard sell for me. Yeah. It always includes like, you know, you have sex with this person and then all of a sudden they're fucking crazy and possessive and all of this. And stuff. that's not how people are. Like, <laughs> right. like, I know people who have been in very sort of like the situations that people try to turn into erotic thrillers. Like right. I've been in situations somewhat like that. And like, right. there's, there's way more clues than anyone would ever believe there would be if they just were getting all of their evidence from the erotic thriller genre like you know when someone's that fucking crazy you just know when someone's crazy you see the cameras your kid is suspicious of this guy who's trying to be friends with his mom like i think an erotic thriller would be much more effective if it had more of a more of its seat in realism where it had kind of a, a slow build and things like that. Wait, where you're just like, like you're getting hint, like it, this movie tries to do that. And I think the genre sort of tries to do that too, where like you're getting hints of like, okay, here's this little hint that this person's a little bit nutty and this little hint that this person's a little bit nutty because the pacing of these movies tends to exist in such a very different time scale than like an actual real relationship would. It can't convey that kind of like the thing that's actually scary of someone who you thought you knew turning into turning out to be a crazy person. Like it's not like she thought she knew like JLo's character did not think she knew Noah. And so it's completely unbelievable in the first place that she would ever fuck him. (laughs) Like, cause she had no idea who this fucker is. Like it's like, it's not even, you know, it's not even like, it's not something that's going to stick with you. It's not like you're going to go home and be like, wow, that was, that was scary. That was fucked up. I don't know people around me. It's like, you sit down and what you... And you go, oh, she should have fucking known better. Like, and it's not that she should have fucking known better. It's that they should have made the character more fucking realistic. Like, right. It's just that you go, oh, that guy was crazy. Like, yeah, it's like... <laughs> like it's also, it's such a strange concept to me. Like, as someone who... Like, I have, my brother is 19 years old. And I'm 29. And, like, I find the whole premise of there is no way that any guy under the age of 25 is ever going to turn me on ever again. Like, it's like, (laughs) there's just something like, I have had enough experience with men under the age of 25 to know that for the most part, by and large, they're, they're frequently very broken and you don't want to interact with them. So in like, I don't buy that she would ever be interested in this guy. 
Like, I don't care how many fucking abs he has. <laughs> you were saying earlier that um, this is a, a chill-out movie and, you know, a, a sick day movie uh, for you. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of people have said. Um, but you also mentioned that... Um, it gets under your skin a little bit because it is a movie that is purportedly feminist and so misses the mark. Um, and we talk a lot about this movie as kind of a good, bad movie. And so I guess what I'm getting at is, do we hold uh, a movie that is trying to be feminist or is trying to be woman-focused, even bad movies, do we hold those to a different to a different standard of enjoyment. I find it a lot more sort of unsettling if something is trying to be feminist and really, really misunderstanding. Because I can't, because then you, because then you sort of feel the need to, to almost educate, right? Like, as opposed right. to, like, if something is, like, if you're talking to someone who's, it's it's almost like a, in a personal conversation. Like, if you're talking to someone who's a men's rights activist, like, it's very easy to just be like, okay, you're gross, your opinions are gross, and I'm just not even going to bother because it's not worth having a dialogue with you. Whereas if a movie is actually trying to engage with women as people, (laughs) crazy talk, (laughs) Uh, then if they're failing at that, but they're trying, you kind of feel like, well, I need to interrogate this a little bit more. And I need to really consider if I think that this is better or worse for having tried to interact with women as people, as opposed to like the way that say Fateful Findings interacts with women. <laughs> also, can I just say I really hope that the next one we do is Fateful Findings? <laughs> oh my god, because it would be amazing. Fateful Findings, minute by minute. I don't even. <laughs> this script is trying to have themes, like, and mm-hmm. does have themes, like right. it's trying to be way more literary than it. Excuse me, way more literary than it actually accomplishes being. But because of that, it's a little bit easier to just rip it to shreds when right. it fails. Like, right. no, no, you've tried and you've failed. <laughs> right, like, exactly. I think I think you have to meet a movie on its own terms, and, and also this, this movie I, thinks its, its terms are very different than it is, than it is. Right, and at its competency level. So, like, so like if I'm sitting down to watch the room like i know that when tommy wiseau made the room he thought he was making like the best fucking movie of all time but his level of incompetence um makes it so that so i can i can sit down and be like this is supposed to be the best movie of all time and know that but the level his incompetence is so um is so evident throughout every, in every detail of the movie and so that's what makes it fun you you meet it on the level that like this is really incompetent but this movie is almost i guess too competent to give it as much of like a oh my god this is fucking ridiculous card you know what i mean i think that this movie is all the more ridiculous and sort of probably actually more fun for the fact that it totally thinks it's nailed it and it's technically a very competent movie and it's script like it is a reasonably written movie like this is this is it's not structurally unsound like a a lot of incompetently written scripts are and so like because of like this is a movie that i have no qualms about laughing at like 
Like, I kind of feel the need to sort of hedge with things like, like, fateful findings in the room and this sort of thing. Like, you kind of, like, have to hedge and, like, a talking cat where you, you want to be like, like, does this know what it is? Like, if this knows what, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, what it is, then I'm okay with laughing at it. But otherwise, <laughs> right. I kind of want to, like, make it, like, I want to always be the person who's sort of punching up and laughing with. Right. It might not be a big Hollywood budget. Like, it's got big stars. It's got enough funding to be, like, compared to... Like small Vember movies, like <laughs> right. this is, it's got enough that it really should have. It could have done better. It could have done so much better by women as a gender. Uh, aside from all the serious feminist talk that we have serious feminists are great. serious, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. absolutely great. Um, do you have any any other like? stray thoughts or just like things to point out or favorite moments from the boy next door um that you feel like like this is your time to shine so oh, tell my, me about oh, the boy that's a next lot door. of pressure <laughs> <laughs> one of the weirdest parts of watching this movie for me is for all that initial sex scene, like i i want to talk a little bit about that initial sex scene because for mm. all like it's given way too much credit because ooh. Yay, oral sex on a woman. Um, Which totally canceled out by the oral sex on Ryan Guzman with the hand on the back of the head and, like, the the prom queen tiara. Like, like, nope, you've lost all of your bonus points. Sorry, movie. Uh, For all, like, it's a little bit overdone and all that. Like, it was bizarre to me to watch this and be like, oh, this is a well-shot sex scene. I wish that there were more sex scenes like this in movies. And I wish that this sex scene hadn't started out so goddamn fucking rapey. Like, because it starts out super rapey. I'm like, like, I feel dirty enjoying watching this because it has such a fucked up context in this movie. And I think that the movie doesn't realize that it's making me feel dirty. So, like, yeah. um, like my my thing, one of the weird take-homes that I have from this movie is that I wish that there were more well-shot sex scenes in movies. Because <laughs> that is a, a good takeaway. Putting a plot behind them and, like, even if it's apparently a totally flimsy and stupid and contrived plot, apparently totally does it for me. <laughs> nice <laughs> so i i just like i wish that there like was more of that and less of the rapiness of the prequel to it so perfect <sighs> that's, that's good to know and, ending learned... is on a classy classy note <laughs> we have learned so much today from you corin um <laughs> great <laughs> thank you so much for um I think we're running out of time. So thank you so much for joining me um, on this bonus episode. It has been wonderful to talk to you. It's been lovely to talk to you as well. (laughs) And um, I, before we go, do you have anything to plug anything that you Um, tell our audience about? I don't really have anything to plug. This is, this is one of my first slash most recent forays into any kind of content creation. (laughs) Uh, My Instagram and, and Twitter are both at sweat tears. C. Um, so C is in the ocean, not as in like with your eyes or the letter. Uh, you're welcome. To, people are welcome to follow me on there if they think that I've said interesting things. Sometimes I try and say interesting things on the internet. I <laughs> often fail. Um, <laughs> but great. Well, uh, I, I follow you on Instagram and Twitter and I think it there are great. So 
thank you. Anyway, so um, anyway, thank you so much, and thank you out there for listening to the cast next door. Um, we'll catch you next time. I've been Sammy C, and Mike with me, Corin. So thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. This is a first edition?